Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. All right. Hi, everybody. It's Anne Duffy, and this is the Just Do It podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. In fact, I, has, I have been in one of her courses before and changed the way I run my business. And I'm so excited. She will be speaking at our retreat in November. She is an expert in um, Profit First and just finished her first book, uh, Profit First for Dentist. So I'm so excited. I'm going to read a little bit of her bio so you get to know our guest, the amazing Barbara Stackhouse. She is an RDH and has a master's in education, founded More to Life Coaching, and created the premier program Profit First for Dentist, the only comprehensive program of its kind in the country. Barb is an educator, a leader, consultant, and coach exclusively for dentists. Her spe specialty is helping dentists get control of the financial side of the practice so they can ultimately find the freedom they desire and enjoy more in life. Her extensive background in the dental industry gives her an advantage with a deep understanding of the ins and outs of running a profitable, highly successful dental practice. She lives in Nashville, Tennessee with her husband and two dogs. They enjoy time with their two sons, both married to lovely redheads and three grandsons, all of whom also reside in Nashville. And if I had a guitar, I would, I would open this up with a little rendition to welcome you, Barb Stackhouse. Welcome, Barb. Thank you so much. That, that was just over the top. I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> well, hey, it is your bio, my dear. And gosh, yeah, that's awesome. I remember this is so cool for our listeners. Um, Barb knows how to launch a book, first of all, because when she launched this book, it, she pulled out all the stops and had a live um, launch, virtual launch, but they were live. The people were mm -hmm. there and she had um, her son and daughter-in-law uh, came and, and played music and it was a big old party and they served some bourbon. Yeah. And um, I was just lucky enough to be invited. And, you know, I felt like I was part of the part of the party. You um, were. And it, you were. You know, it was virtual. It was just so fun and went to the top of the Amazon bestseller list. So she's a best-selling author and um, a, a great friend from, um, of, uh, who wrote the first book, Barb, who, who, who McCallowitz. There you go. So, you know, that's what got me started because you and I, or you invited me to be part of your first, one of your first seminars um, yes. that we did. And I learned so much. I, I listened to what you had to say. I was freaked out because I was like, Oh God, you know, I should have started this like, you know, 50 years ago. <laughs> And, um, but there, it's never too late, right. That's to right. get started with profit first. And, and I mean, okay. So you have led the way in dentistry, Barb. I mean, how did you find profit first and, and how did it get into your DNA? Yeah. Well, you know, as, as you've read in my bio, I am a hygienist. So dentistry has been my love for a long, long time. And, uh, kind of how I got interested even in the business side. Um, my husband's a contractor and back when I was doing hygiene every day and our kids were little, I'd come home at night and and my husband, he'd be writing estimates. We put the kids to bed, feed them and put them to bed. And he'd be writing estimates and I'd do his books. So I kind of taught myself um, QuickBooks back, you know, back when QuickBooks just started. And then um, 
you know, that lasted for years and years and our kids grew up and I went back, got my master's degree in education, thought, hey, I want to teach hygiene. And I did for a while. And I, I ran a dental assisting program for a while. And then my husband and I moved to, to um, Arizona and I met, had the good fortune to meet Dr. Mike Schuster out there. And so I actually worked with him and, and I'm very grateful for the experience that I had there and the learning that I had and, um, you know, doing consulting and coaching and, you know, really got my feet wet in that, but still got to do hygiene. And then we ended up moving to Nashville because our kids moved here. So, and Dr. Schuster retired and it was actually a dentist who said, you need to read this book, Profit First. So I got a copy, read the book, uh, tuned in and heard Mike speak a little bit. And I was like, I got to meet this guy. Like I, this makes total sense to me. So um, I reached out to him because they had this thing called Profit First Professionals and you could train and be, you know, listed as a Profit First Professional. But mostly it was like CPAs and bookkeepers and people like that who worked with dentists, you know, and doing their books and doing their taxes and stuff. And so I called him up and I said, look, I'm not a CPA. I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm a dental hygienist, but I want to do your program. And they let me in. And, um, you know, I kind of explained to him what my background was and what all I had done. And, and I was used to working with the numbers of the practice and stuff. So anyway, that's kind of how, where it all started. And I, now I'm a mastery level certified profit first professional. I was invited to co-write the book with Drew Henricks, um, who is a certified CPA profit first professional who works only with dentists too. So collectively, I pretty much did the writing. He, uh, he provided support in the background and, um, you know, obviously it contributed to, to the book, but I, it's my words, um, that are on the pages and, and he will tell you that too. Anyway, that's kind of where the whole thing came from. Well, a couple of things there, Barb, I'm, I'm loving this because this is, this is so fun. You are a do. Okay. So yes. no doubt about it. And I love how you say, well, I'm not a bookkeeper, but yet you could, you you are a bookkeeper, Barb. You kept your husband's books. You know I the did. numbers of the practices that you're consulting with. So, you know, it's so funny how we think, oh, we're not really gonna do this. We're yeah. <laughs> hey, you you wear some pants here, girl. And I'm telling you, it's just really cool. My husband would never let me in his books. You have in mind for it. You know, we have to Yeah, do, I, you know, I like, do. I that is true. I feel like I can tear it apart and put it back together. And numbers come really, really easy to me. And it's the thing most people say, oh my gosh, that's so confusing. And for me, it's like it's so simple, you know? Oh, geez. I got I, this is what it comes know. in. I have strengths envy here. <laughs> I, okay. So I'm kind of curious, like why dental hygiene then? Okay. So you you definitely have the numbers thing and the strategic and mm -hmm. the and uh, all of that that goes along with the CPA brain. So why was dental hygiene on your radar? Well, funny enough, you know, um, I think it's the education part. I've always been an educator. Um, and my mom said, you know, when I was a little girl and I remember doing this, I used to line up my dolls and my stuffed animals on the stair steps, you know, to our house. I'd have rows of my, my little critters, my little people, okay. and I'd be teaching them. And so my mom always said I would be a teacher. I would, I would be speaking to somebody, you know, and I do love teaching. I love educating. And so no matter what I do, it's like, I want to teach it to someone else. And dental hygiene is a career that's all about education because you're educating patients every day. And I actually, um, through my church, um, met uh, a dental hygienist. She and her husband was a dentist. They had recently moved to town. We hadn't recently moved to this little town. We met the same church and we just became fast friends. And she's the one that really encouraged me 
to, I had two little kids. I was married and had two kids before I went back to hygiene school. And she's the one that really encouraged me. And then I worked for her husband for about 10 years before then I got into the education side and we ended up moving and stuff, but small town, Indiana, um, is really where I got my start. And I still, I love dental hygiene. I still love the people there. You know, it's, it's, there's still a piece of my heart in that town because that's where I got my start. You know, it's, it's so sweet to think about, you know, all the different layers of a dental hygienist, right? Because I don't, I don't think of that as a teacher, but you know, honestly, we are, we're constantly educating our patients. And I say to myself, I'm not a teacher, but I am. I've been teaching, Mm -hmm. I've been teaching my, my um, colleagues and my patients forever. And, um, you know, I, I need to put that on my list as well, but obviously you're a learner because you went back to school, got, you got your master's, Mm -hmm. you, you love learning. And then again, diving in to this profit first, um, and all the, the interesting things that go along with it. So how, tell us a little bit about profit first. So sure. that our listeners can understand what that means. And, and let me just say too, profit first works for any kind of business, mm-hmm. large or small. I happen to have a specialty with dentistry because that's what I understand. And I also would say I have a specialty too, with even dental coaches and consultants, because I run this in my own business too. And that's, you know, when I did the little seminar for, for speakers and consultants, that's when you came and, and listened. And so we can translate to, into any kind of business. Uh, it's just that I happen to know and understand dentistry mm-hmm. really well, because that's what I've done. So Profit First is a, is a cash flow system that helps you to increase profitability by using what we call bank balance accounting. So what that means is we open multiple bank accounts and we store money in those accounts for a very specific purpose. And by moving that money from, rather than keeping it all in one account and paying all the bills from that account, things get mucky. They, you know, we don't really know like how much money do I have? And so typically what, what do we do? All of us do this when we want to pay the bills and we want to, you know, do something like, let's say we're going to take a CE course, what, something like that. We're, where do we do? We go to our bank account. We look at our account and we say, do I have the money? Well, that doesn't always work when it's all in one account, because maybe you've got taxes that are coming up that are going to be due. Maybe you've got, you know, you have all these other things and they're not like glaring showing you that number, you just see that there's a number there and I have money in my account. And dentists do this. We all do it. We look in our account and if there's money there, we pay the bills, we spend the money. And then all of a sudden, you know, two weeks later, we're scrambling because we have something else that's due. And so things that that we don't, we didn't, we didn't think about, right? We weren't thinking about right at that moment. Right. So profit first, takes all that money in that one account. And instead of paying the bills from there, we just move the money into some other accounts to hold it there. So we have like a profit account, hence profit first. We have an owner's compensation account. We want to pay ourselves first. We have a tax account to pay the owner's taxes. And then we have an operating expense account. So profit first is called bank balance accounting because you truly can open your bank accounts and you can see how much money you have in there. Yes. And what it's for. 
and I can so see this being so important for any business, actually. And I think that's what attracted me to you and to Profit First and the whole mindset of that, because my husband has his own business. And so often as entrepreneurs and all of us that are listening here uh, are entrepreneurial, um, we think about how hard we work and then we like, well, where's the money? You know, like mm-hmm. at, at the end of the month, or we want to go on a trip or something like, where is all that money? We made so much money. You know, we, we are in a profession that is lucrative, yes. honestly, except that we do have the overhead and, you know, all the things that go along with the equipment side and, and, and all of that and, and talent. But at the end of the month and the year, and then even further out at the end of our careers, and you mentioned this in the book, you work with dentists and they're like, wait a minute, where's the money? I'm, mm-hmm. If you add up everything after a career of say 45 years, what is left over for me other than selling the practice? Yeah. And it's- That's uh, true. And if you think daunting. about that 40, 45 years of, let's say even a million dollars a year, that's $45 million that went through the books. And, and dentists will come to me and say, gosh, you know, I don't really have that much left over. Mm-hmm. to retire on. Yeah. And if you've got like a hundred thousand dollars and that's a big number in the bank and somebody, one of your kids comes home and says, I would like a new car, dad. You're like, sure, <laughs> let's go get a new car. I mean, that is like, you know, you just put it on yeah. one, one spot. So right. um, I just feel like there's just so much logic in this and, um, and not a big uh, daunting task to organize it. It sounds so yeah, simple. It's, right. I, I think the biggest thing um, is understanding what percentage to allocate to each of those accounts. Cause it's all done by percentages. So in the book, I explain how a dentist could sit down and do that. And that's what I do for dentists, you know, because they find that task very daunting. Um, but I explain in there exactly how to do it. And as far as if you're a speaker or a consultant, you know, you can do that too. And the thing is, if you go back in the history of your company, just take your last year, you paid bills, you know, you, you paid yourself, hopefully you should have, you paid some taxes. And so you, you actually did have money go in each of those buckets, if you will, or each of those accounts, we just didn't move it into those accounts. So you literally can go back and you can figure out how much did I have in each of those areas. And if that was a percentage of my total income that came in, what, what percentage was that? And you start there. That's, that's really it. You just start where your true numbers say that you're at. And that's where most people get tripped up with it. They, they need a little bit of help. And that's what I do. Um, I'm able to help them do that. And then on the next step beyond that, you know, really then start learning how to cut the expenses because that's what they all want. They want, they want more in that profit bucket, right? Yeah, and because it's exciting once you start to see it, right? I yes. think that's the key. Even even a 1% change makes a huge difference. And this is what I explained to dentists. Like if you do nothing else, and I would say this to you as a, you know, as a speaker too, if you do nothing else, open a savings account, call it, name it profit and put 1% of every dollar that comes into your business, take 1% and put it over in that account and don't touch it. And, you know, a dentist who's operating a 1.5 million or even a 1 million dollar a year practice, that's a chunk of change over there at the end of the year. And guess what? They didn't even miss it really. That's the thing. Isn't it so crazy? Like we don't even miss it. It's just automatic. You just put it over there. 
it, it seems so old school. You know, it's like put your, you know, put your kids, take the savings off the top and you can talk, call it profit or savings, but whatever. It's just, yeah. I can imagine, speak a little bit about what COVID, what are the, what are the dentists that you had worked with? How did they handle COVID compared to dentists that weren't working with profit purse? Yeah, that it was really interesting. Cause I would say that the dentists who had been working with me for a while and were established at doing profit first, and I'd say had, had been setting aside their profit for six months or more, they weren't worried because they had a nice chunk of money in that account. Now, sure, the PPP loans helped, um, but I can't tell you how many emails I got saying to me, we are so glad we had that account. It allowed us to keep our team on payroll you know, not that that's what we wanted to use it for, but they had money there. You know, it was an emergency, you know, when, mm -hmm. when you get into situations like that, you know, dire events like that, you, you make decisions that you wouldn't make otherwise. Um, so yeah, the ones that have been doing it were great. And I remember, you know, I just really put myself out there and said to all my clients, Hey, we're just going to do these calls on Wednesday nights. We, we got together, we talked, we, everybody shared, like, how are you getting through this? And and I remember the first one we had, and it was a, a young female dentist and she'd been doing profit first, like maybe two months in. I mean, it wasn't very long and COVID hit yet. She had all of her accounts set up and she'd been transferring money into her profit account. And one of, you know, she came to that call almost in tears. Like she, she said, I haven't slept for two nights. I've been worrying about this. And one of my dentists who had been doing this for about a year, I didn't even have to say anything. He spoke up and he said, look, do you have money in a savings account? Do you have a profit account? And she said, yes. And he said, then you have something. He said, you're going to be okay. And she said, you're right. I am. I'm going to be okay. And it was just that calming, you know, she didn't have as much as some of the other people did because she hadn't been doing it as long, but she said, I have money in a savings account. I never had before. Oh my gosh. And that's such peace of mind. That is mm -hmm. so, that's such peace of mind. And, and it just really does um, transfer over to the dues, the people that all of us that have, you know, uh, working maybe clinically also, but also have a side gig or the dream of a side gig. Cause mm -hmm. that seems to be who we attract. Not always, but I mean, I think women are entrepreneurial anyway, no matter what we, we talk about that all the time. They're spinning so many plates. I mean, if you know, the epitome of an entrepreneur is a, is a gotta be female in nature. I, yeah. I'm pretty much sure about that. And it does lend itself to having a business and knowing where the money's going. And it just fuels you to continue going because you, you actually feel proud of the fact that you actually do have a business. You do know your numbers. And I've been working on that, you know, honestly, since you and I talked, and this was months ago, yes. but I do sleep better at night because um, of the, the, the things that I had put in place um, since our call. And I want to give it all away because when you come to the retreat, uh, you're going to have the, the sweet pleasure of listening to Barb. She's going to give us some great information to help us all set up, um, you know, a life of fulfillment. And it's mm -hmm. fulfilling when at the end of our careers, you know, we're going to look back and say, boy, that was really great. And, you know, we have a plenty of money to retire and we can retire on our terms yeah. not on somebody else's. Um, That's really the freedom right there is, yeah. you know, it, it, freedom is that you have the choice to do what you do or not do. Right. Yeah. You know, that's that the freedom. Is. And we're all, you know, we all want that. We're all working towards that. And, you know, I'm working towards that too. I'm not there yet. I'm still working. I'm, but I love it. I'm still, you know, it's great. And we're on track. My husband and I are on track, so it's all good. 
I know you are because I know that um, just recently, uh, tell us what you did with some of your profit from uh, your one account that you've been putting away uh, money for quite some time. Tell us what you did. So, well, actually kind of all started during COVID. I was like, I have got to get out of the house. You know, everybody was feeling cooped up and I thought I got to do something outdoors. And so I started taking horsemanship lessons and that led to me wanting to have my own horse. So I kind of been saving for that, but in order to have my own horse, we had to move, we had to have enough land and I had to have a barn. So, so we, uh, my husband, God bless him. He loves me. He just does does. does what I want to do. So we are building a barn home. I call it the barnstead because it's a homestead and it's a barn. So if anybody knows me and you're following me on Facebook, you see my pictures. We bought seven acres out in the country and we're building this barn home uh, where I'll have pasture field for my horse. And we do have a stable on the, on the first floor and um, we're going to live on the second floor. So yeah. It's exciting. That is so cool. I have got to get on your Facebook page. You know, I know we're friends, but the darn algorithm half the time I can't find, but I'm going to find it because I love that idea. And I love the idea that you, you, your dreams are coming to be fulfilled and not only with your vocation of teaching and um, educating others, not only in in, um, the the field of dentistry, but in the field of economics and um, savings and financial freedom, which as you said, I always think this, and and that's, you know, with dental entrepreneur that we published for 20 years and we're still publishing it. If you don't have the business, right, you really can't um, provide the kind of dentistry you want to provide. Right. It's just, it, you, it's just really important. Like what comes first, the chicken or the egg. But I think so often you got to have the clinical skills, but you sure have to have the business side figured out to have a really great career and look back and think that was, that was pretty cool. And I, you know, I think it's kind of been a taboo subject that we haven't really talked about for years. It's just like the whole marketing thing. You know, it used to be really taboo for a dentist to market Mm -hmm. yet you're a business. You have to remember that you're a business and all businesses market and have sales. And so dentistry is sales. Um, and yes, how we do the dentistry is super important. And I, I never want to, you know, make that second because it's not, but I agree with you. Like if you have the money figured out, you're much more at ease with your patient, even though we would never intentionally sit down and be thinking about, I have to do this filling, or I have to do this crown because I need the money. You know, we're doing it to serve the patient. When you have that stress in the back of your mind, it's like this little thing sitting on your shoulder, you know, you've got to get them to say yes. And that's a stress that when you don't have that, when, when you got, when the money is always, you know, there and you have that freedom, you can truly be an advocate for your patient. You can truly set beside them and there's no pressure on your side of you thinking, I really need to do this case. Yes. I mean, I want to do this case, right? I want to help this person, not because I need it. It changes the dynamics. It totally changes the dynamics and and changes everything that we do, even in our own businesses, regardless if we're in the mouth or out of the mouth. Right. I mean, that's it's the same for us. You know, when I get on the phone with a dentist, you know, sure, I would love to help them. But if in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I have to get this sale because I need the money guess what? They feel that stress. They, they feel that coming through the voice, through, through what the words that we say, 
And when we truly sit back and, and we're just like, it's okay, you know, either way, if this is the right thing for you to do, I want to help you, but there's no pressure. It, it just takes it all away. Yes, it really does. And especially for women bar, because mm-hmm. I mean, women, we have this servant heart. I mean, I hear it yeah. more often than not, you know, I want to do this. I, I don't even want to really care if I get paid for it, but, but we I do want need to get to paid, serve. <laughs> but we do need to get paid. Need to get right. paid Cause if you're in a business, you need to make it profitable. And that's, that's right. a big part of a dues dental entrepreneur woman. We really want to walk the walk. And Barb, I just want to say thank you for walking the walk for us to showing us the way of how to be able to have that servant heart and have a profitable business at the same time. So thank you. I can't wait to hear your talk. I can't wait to implement more because I got it a lot on the first time, but you know, sometimes I got to hear it a couple of times before it really soaks in and sinks into me. So thank you so much, Barb. How can they find you now when, um, you know, they're not on Facebook, but through your, through your, um, yeah, email is probably the easiest way to find me. And I actually have an email, a special email set up just for people that want to want to reach out to me. If you've read my book or just want to send me an email and and schedule a time to talk. And it's just Barb at barbstackhouse.com. So super easy, super easy, super easy. Well, thank you so much for joining the just do podcast of all, all of you that are listening, please go to our website, dew.life, click on events, click on join the retreat, click on our learning crew, because that's coming up And Barb. We got to get you on a learning crew coming up in the future as well. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to do that. We'll do a follow-up after the retreat and see how people are are doing with their, their books and not just on a spreadsheet, but literally right. Doing it and opening up those bank accounts. So um, again, thank you so much. Uh, Love you. Thanks everybody. And the most important thing out there, y'all keep doing you. Thanks guys. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.